0: Hello and welcome to Hamsa Holistic Healing and Ayurveda podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and it is my deepest desire to journey with you down the path to better health, mind, body, and spirit through the practice of mindfulness and spiritual awakening. Here in this sacred space, we will examine how the practice of higher consciousness and self-awareness can actually lead us to an optimal state of physical and spiritual health We will talk about the various ways to increase our awareness and support one another along this beautiful journey. Thank you for being here and welcome. Hello and welcome to episode 11, Holistic Treatment and Management for Anxiety and Panic Disorders with my guest, Debbie Janelle Hauser. Debbie is currently a PhD student of natural medicine, holds her master's degree in integrated health, and is a board-certified health practitioner. She has multiple certifications in nutrition, yoga, Ayurveda, life coaching, hypnosis, Reiki, NLP, auricular therapy, meditation, pro-consciousness meditation, heart rate variable, digital biofeedback, neurofeedback, quantum healing, EFT and TFT tapping, mindfulness, addiction counseling, and much more. Debbie's focus is on mind-body medicine, centered on natural approaches to healing the effects of anxiety and stress, using the core principles of Ayurveda as a foundation to treatment. A typical session with Debbie will include learning about your Ayurvedic constitution and finding and treating imbalances in your body and mind through the following methods: specific contemplations, mindfulness, goal-setting and planning, breathwork, neurolinguistics programming, Reiki, yoga, yoga nidra, nutritional and supplemental changes, and more. Debbie, welcome to the podcast. I am honored and thrilled to have you here.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. I'm honored.
0: Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's a very important topic for sure.
1: Absolutely, it's actually one of um, the topics that uh, is most dear and near to my heart.
0: Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. So I I thought maybe we could dive right in, Deb, if if we may, with a a brief explanation of Ayurveda and how it relates to the mind. Sure.
1: Sure. So excuse me, I like to explain to people when I talk about Ayurveda, that Ayurveda is everything and everything is Ayurveda, which sounds a little bit broad, but in my life, it's, it's really um, applicable because everything I do, all my intentions and the way I live my life, including how I, um, I wake up, when I wake up, the foods I eat, um, the music I listen to, it all has an effect on me. And understanding Ayurveda, you understand qualities of life. and And in each person, we have, particular qualities. And sometimes these qualities become unbalanced. And Ayurveda is the tool to guide you towards balance. And so understanding that and understanding the principles of the mind as well is the complete explanation. So elements being what makes up a person and everything else, elements in life, qualities, it's all part of a big picture of life. So does exactly. that make a little
0: sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's perfect. So, as it as Ayurveda relates to us as humans, we have the three doshas, mm-hmm. uh, and and the so we have Kapha, Pitta, Vata mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. types, and we are made up of all three, a unique combination of all three.
1: Mm-hmm
0: each person as unique as their fingerprints. Um, right. And so when one of the doshas that make us up are imbalanced, mm-hmm. um, and I want to kind of speak to vata here, mm-hmm. 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 Um, as vata dosha is air and ether. Mm-hmm. And so a person that, has an avata imbalance, let's say Mm -hmm. how that would affect them in terms of experiencing anxiety and panic disorders. Right. Great.
1: Excellent. So, so coincidentally, I, my dosha is vata, as is mine. Um, <laughs> so, so what you would find, so let's talk about this in a, in a way that, that somebody um, who doesn't understand Ayurveda could could relate. So if, if I say your elements are air and ether, well, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. But when you think in terms of, um, you know, being in the sky, think of being heady. So you're up in your mind a lot, you're, you know, you're in a creative space, or maybe there's too much activity in the mind, and there's not enough earth element, which is kapha dosha. Um, Earth and water is kapha dosha. And you would experience dryness. So dryness in your skin, maybe your eyes are dry, maybe you have dry mouth, maybe you have constipation, not enough, you know, hydration in your stool. Um, You have anxiety is one of the most common things you see with vata dosha. And so, you know, you could talk about body type, you know, typically they're they're lean, um, and, but that's not always the case. You know, it's just, you know, typical. Um, so so when you're living in your mind uh and you're not anchored to the earth, there is so much activity going on and you're in thought loops. And this is what creates anxiety. So we're going round and round in these. I like to picture. I explain it with my clients that imagine a cartoon back from when we used to get the newspaper delivered, and there's a guy sitting there, and there's little bubbles, and then there's a conversation that he's having in his mind. So, so that's I'm pointing right now. So that's the 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 mind at work. And what it's doing, it's scanning for potential threats as if we're still living back in, you know, caveman time. And those threats are no longer there, but we don't know that because we're not living in the body. We're living in that little bubble, that conversation bubble. And up there in the sky, air and ether is just going over and over Writing possible scenarios of what can happen, and your mind is doing you a favor because and they're never good, good.
0: They're never no, good. Scenarios. no, it's not
1: no because it, it's really the survival mode that your right. brain is in right now. It's saying, "What could possibly go wrong here?" So, so if you're, you know, if you have to for example if you're having an interview with somebody on a podcast your brain goes oh my gosh don't say this oh my gosh what if you forget that right yes. so this is this is your primal brain at work saying this is what you would do this is what you would do it's solving potential threats imagine we're back in the day before we had homes with heat and we're living in the in the woods or you know wherever and we know that there's danger all around us. We're, our brain is scanning for well, what could possibly kill us, right? So so now we've evolved in our, our lifestyle, but our brain has not caught up to us. Right. So exactly. when we're in this this mode of reviewing possible threats, it's a very active state, which in, in Ayurveda is called Rajas Guna, and it's also up in the clouds, which now we're in Vata territory, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So so,
0: yes. Yes. So that was a beautiful explanation of why it's so important as we're going to get into in the treatment and management of anxiety and panic disorders by understanding your unique constitution Mm -hmm. and really getting to know Mm -hmm. yourself that's right. And what helps you getting out of that constant, what if, yeah. and, you know, mm-hmm. all those awful scenarios that we, right. and living in a calm, um, mm-hmm. peaceful state of mind.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. So, 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 so this what is what led you, how did you find, you know, say, say you wake up one day and you're just, you're living in, you know, you have a lot of anxiety and panic mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm just, I'm so tired of feeling this way. Mm-hmm. I like just, what should I do? That's exactly what
1: happened to me actually. So I, um, to be completely honest with you, I had suffered most of my life with health issues, um, rheumatoid arthritis um, and panic disorder, severe panic mm-hmm. disorder. Um, I had a difficult childhood in the sense that um I lost a sister, Mm -hmm. my parents had divorced. I have a learning disability and I was teased in school. And um, over time, these uh, things, these impressions accumulated and it led to a full-blown panic disorder. Mm -hmm. And so at age 24, I woke up one day and I couldn't leave the house anymore the panic was just nonstop rollover. And I wound up going into a hospital and I was treated in the hospital with medications, benzodiazepines, and I was in therapy. And while it put things at bay, it didn't solve the problem. The problem continued through my life. And um, whenever life got difficult, these feelings came back and these waves would come over me. And I don't know if you've ever experienced a panic attack, but you think you're dying and you are in complete, um, the greatest fear I could, I don't even add, explain it. It's just really a horrible feeling. And you don't understand because there's nothing wrong, although you think you're dying. And then you develop fear of fear. Like, what if this happens when I'm in public? What if this happens in the middle of, of this? I mean, I remember planning my wedding and and saying to the priest, you have to do this quickly. Cause I don't know if I'm going to have a panic attack. Yeah. And we had chairs there. My whole family was like really supportive, you know, like both my parents walked me down the aisle and they were like holding me up. And yeah. And my husband, Marty, I mean, he's the greatest. He has helped me get through all of this. He's been amazing. Anyway, getting back to it. I lived a life that was incredibly heady and active. Um, I owned a gym. I had high activity. I had high energy. And this panic attack came back one day. Mm. And and it was in the middle of running a boot camp. And I had the boot camp out, like a mile from the gym. And all of a sudden the wave came over me. And so I bolted back to the studio and I said, oh my gosh, it's back. And just like that, the panic disorder was back. And I couldn't leave the house. And I ended up back in a hospital again. Mm. And I was in the hospital for a long time this time. Cause yeah. I, I just couldn't get control over it. Yeah. And it does, it it
0: does burn out of control, like a wildfire when once. And that's why in that moment, when it's back, you're like, Oh no, it's like this be Yeah. Descending. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 It just, this can't happen again. I Mm -hmm. I'm over this, but it was never healed. It was, that was the thing. It was never healed because I never got to the root cause. Uh And so finally, one day I'm back home and I'm laying in my bed and I'm having RA flare up and I'm having anxiety. And I said to myself, I am so sick of feeling this way. I can't go on like this. What's going on? You know, like I have to get to the root cause. And I remembered during my yoga teacher trainer, Training, mm-hmm. um, Janice came in and taught about Ayurveda, and I started remembering this. Little things started coming up, and I'm like, "Root cause of disease." Hmm. My doctors don't talk about that. What is this? And I started looking it up, looking it up, and just like that, I enrolled in um, in my schooling for mm-hmm. Ayurveda. Ah. And what I learned, yeah, and what I there were new school too at the time, and so it was it was very like, ah, you know, um, what I learned was that my constitution. Was Vata dosha, and I was doing everything wrong. Yeah, every I was waking up and having dry toast for breakfast. Wrong, yep. completely. That's dry. That's more. That's more dryness, right? That's you know, you crack toast and that's in the air. Exactly. Um, I was getting on the treadmill first thing in the morning. Mm. Run, 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 run. Um, I thought I was meditating, but I was not meditating. I was thinking about meditating. I right. can talk more about that later. <laughs> yeah. And so everything I was doing was fueling my imbalances. And so I was adding all this extra element that was really doing the opposite of what I needed. So I was putting myself further and further into the sky with no, no weight and I needed some serious grounding. And so when I started to learn, oh my goodness, you have to change your routine, and routine is key word here, because of the erratic behavior of mm-hmm. the mind. Mm-hmm. A routine, which is called Dinacharya in Ayurveda, That's it. helped tremendously. So I started my day with warm, nourishing, grounding foods. I didn't jump on the treadmill. I started with a, a meditation, a yoga. Yep, totally chilling out, yeah. grounding myself, and all of a sudden. I started to come back to the body. And when I was in the mind, I could recognize, oh, I'm in that thought bubble. And I could do like a nice deep breath, do a visualization, take a downward gaze, right? Down to the earth Mm -hmm. and calm myself and anchor myself to the earth. And suddenly my dosha began to balance. And I said, oh my God, what the heck is going on? I'm able to live. And so over time, I started reducing my medications, reducing, reducing, reducing. Until one day I said to my doc, I said, I don't think I need this anymore. And he's, you sure? And I said, "Ah, I'm I'm pretty sure. Now you have to realize this started at age 24. It actually started in in grammar school, really young. But I started with the treatment at like 24. So now I'm 50 or in my late 40s. And I'm saying to my doctor, I'm ready to stop medicine. And he's going, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I said, well, you don't have to believe me because right. I believe me and that's, that's okay. That's good enough for now. And yeah. so I took that leap of faith and I trusted and I stayed with my practice and here key. I am. Which is yeah. key.
0: You, it has to be a lifestyle change. Yeah. A complete 100%. lifestyle change. Yeah. In order yeah. to go for the long haul.
1: You know what? That's so true because I still get the reminders. You know, there'll be days that I wake <laughs> up. I, I say this to my clients too. I say, you know, there's days I wake up and I think, I don't have time to meditate today. And I had a great meditation teacher who said to me, if you think you don't have, to, if you think you don't have time to meditate, you need to meditate longer. Right. Sean, his name is Sean. And he was so right. And those are the days that I have to force myself to stick with what's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm and just sit on my mat, or sit mm-hmm. on my cushion, or whatever it is, and don't move until I still myself, and I anchor myself to the earth,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, I, I think, um, and, and, you know, being, getting to know what dosha uh, tends to be your predominant dosha, for the vatas of the world, who are, yes, in their heads, and in their minds, a lot, beautifully creative, people, spontaneous mm-hmm. people. There are a lot yes. of beautiful qualities of being highly uh, Vata constitution, yeah. but Vatas have to always be mindful that they are the ones that need the daily routines the mm-hmm. most. Yeah, And the daily routines are not like a bad thing. They're beautiful things. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful.
1: Very simple. It's, it, you know, it, it's a little overwhelming when I hand my, my clients a piece of paper and it has their schedule on it, mm. you know, and they say, Oh, I got to do this. And I said, yeah. no, you don't have to do this, but give it a shot and see how you feel. Yeah. There's, be a scientist, you know, be a scientist
0: yeah, yeah. and see
1: what you, what you find. Right. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and, and I allow people, I say, okay, listen, if you really hate, you hate doing the oil pull and scraping <laughs> in your tongue, okay, okay, leave it out. Because that's another part of Ayurveda that I love, that if something doesn't feel right, then you could just say, this doesn't work for me and, exactly. and say, okay, it's not I'm going to do the other. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, so, it's so customizable to, to your needs. And it's so specific. It, yes. It's just the most beautiful, beautiful um, healing practice that I could think of that, you know, and I've been studying these healing modalities for many, many years, and this, it makes the most sense. So in my daily routine, I need to have a warm oil massage. And I actually do that twice a day Mm -hmm. because I find the um, warm oil massage to be incredibly grounding. I do flower essence in the oil massage. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for me, most of the time it's lavender because that's calming. Um, I find that my food plays a a humongous role in how I feel. And we have in Ayurveda, we have digestion and post-digestive digestive properties, right? So we have to think about how this affects me, not right after, but later and later and later. So my food has to have a particular quality and that quality is called sattva and that's a peaceful quality. So, So that type of food for me is nourishing food, warm, nourishing food, mostly vegetarian. I don't tell my clients that they need to be vegetarian, but I think about it like this. The energy, the prana that goes into the food you put in your body goes into your body. So you then decide what energy do you want in your body. So the manner in which you prepare your meals as well. So if I'm standing at the stove and I'm going, I can't stand cooking and I got to go somewhere and I got to do something and I'm
0: rushing and I'm rushing. Well, that energy is going into my family and myself. That's not nice right but it's not i just spoke no. of this the other night when i was i was feeling a little uh when i was cooking dinner i don't know, i think uh-huh. one of the dogs might have pooped on the rug or something and so I'm, you know i'm trying to cook and i feel a little revved up right. and then when i sat down you know and we were all together i'm like yeah i probably should have taken a couple breaths before i yeah. started cooking because you're right yeah. we we are energetic beings yeah. all the time 100% and yes. so what, whatever, if we cook with love, that love is transferred to the people who consume what we just prepared, for sure. And the opposite. absolutely, yeah. And it's funny because these expressions from from when we were children,
1: if you think about it, oh, it was so delicious. Well, it was made with love, Excellent. and you can taste the love, and that's a real thing. It is so a real thing. I. Yeah. So I do try very, you know, and I won't cook really. I try to avoid cooking if I'm in a really bad state, yeah. you know, and I'll say to Marty, my husband, I'll be looking, maybe you need to cook dinner tonight yep. and he's great about it. He's uh, okay, yeah, got it. But um, if I'm at the stove, you know, and I even go, I go a little further with this too. I, the, the pots that I choose, I choose like happy colors. I just bought a blue pot because nice. it's, it, it's, it makes me feel happy. And, and my mug, I'm I'm showing for the people that can't see what we're doing, we're looking at each other. I have a mug, it says be well, so I'm drinking out of a mug that says be well, you know, and there's this, it may seem silly. But it's, it's not because it's a real energy. You know, we we go outside the lines of our body. We're not just what we see. There's, there's the subtle body, and there's the energetic body. And that's, beyond the skin. And that is a real thing that you could feel. If have you ever walked into a room and you say, oh my gosh, it is really heavy in this room. Yeah. And you find out later they're talking about something that somebody lost, somebody they love or something. Their, their pet is sick. But you feel that, right? Absolutely. Just as when you walk into a party, you all of a sudden you can feel from your stomach up like, ooh, yeah, <laughs> yay, right? What is this? Yeah, this is exactly. nice. This feels good. So we're feeling each other's energy. And this and is it- the connection,
0: yeah. And in Western, I'll say Western society and culture, mm-hmm. um, not to pick on Western, I'm, I, I live in Western culture and society, sure. but we don't understand or value, I think, how powerful our energetic, subtle body is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everything's going on there. Right. But we live on the surface and totally. we just, you know, put on the mask every day and we go out and we do and be what we're supposed to do and be right. ignoring the authentic self, That's right. which I think in the end might be another, uh, reason why we suffer from anxiety and panic disorder. We're not in alignment. We're not living in alignment with the subtle body needs To go out and take a walk in the woods and just breathe it in, take it in, listen to the waterfall, look at the leaves coming down. These things too sound very simplistic, but they are what nurture the authentic self, the soul part of us. There's so much going on with that.
1: Oh, so so there's there's three things that I can think of. And I hope I remember all three right now because as you're speaking, yes. this is my vata mind in action. Bing, yeah. bing, bing. Right. <laughs> so yeah. So we think about you're if you're walking in the woods, you're connecting to the frequency of the earth. Right. Yep. Now there's also We have some great scientists right now that are are starting to pull this over here into Western culture. Um, Dr. Omet Goswami. Um, he is one of the, he's an important guy at my school and, uh, quantum physics is getting this. Yeah. And so they're, they're explaining what Ayurveda has known all along. And so my university, I go to quantum university and I'm working on my PhD in natural medicine. They got it. They understood all of the energetic body, the subtle body, and they're trying to merge, uh, Eastern and Western to, mm-hmm. to. So look at the whole whole picture here. But if you understand quantum physics, and I'm not going to get too much into it, but basically um, matter and energy is impacted by observation. Yes. So that means yes. you're having an effect on an outcome just by merely being present to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and there's a lot of science science behind this. Einstein Einstein called this spooky theory. If anybody wants to look it up, okay, because he couldn't understand it, and it drove yeah. bananas, right? But so now that we have these great tools that we can measure what happens, we can see the influence. And another great scientist, Doctor Bruce Lipton. Have you heard of him? I sure. I've watched many of his oh, videos. Yes. Many incredible. So so he. He's a biologist that understood he was, he was in the lab and he was studying a uh, Petri dish. And, and he noticed that the, the, what was in the dish was being influenced by the external um, factors. So the, um, the environment was affecting the, what was under the slide. And so he's like, well, how can this be? You know What's going on here? So he was able to really plunge into understanding how our environment affects our external environment, affects our internal environment. And then went further to say, okay, your genes can turn on and off. So if you think you're genetically disposed for heart disease, you're wrong because you can affect your genes by your thoughts and your beliefs. So if you're vata dosha and you're living in your thought bubble, it really will do a lot of good to go out into the woods and to take your shoes off and to connect to the earth, because you are now grounding yourself in nature, coming into the body where you're out of the thought bubble, right? Where everything's fine.
0: Everything's exactly. good. And you're in your
1: natural state.
0: To... Yeah. Yeah. And it speaks to 5,000 years ago or more when the sages are developing Ayurveda mm-hmm. and saying that we are all uniquely different But what we take in through our five senses is becomes us how we digest those experiences and those sensations. So my next question would be a person living with anxiety disorder. Let's see, right now that's listening. And they say, okay, I understand, I hear what you're saying. But what can I do specifically, what can I do so that I don't have to feel these panic attacks and this anxiety? Is it really as simple as what you're saying that if I eat warm grounding food, if I go and walk in nature, if I meditate, if I do daily, uh, yoga, if I, um, do Abiyanga warm oil massage. Yeah. Is this really going to cure my anxiety and panic disorder? Cause that sounds yeah. really simple. What would you yeah, say? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Well, I it could
1: say it. this, it cured mine. Yeah. It cured mine. And I can only speak from what I've seen with myself and my, my clients. Yeah. And I have a, a lot of clients that are going through this right now and are healing and, you know, did you, you know, there, there's so many, there's so many aspects to this, but understanding how the mind works is, is, is key Yeah. and recognizing when we're living outside of the body. And yes, if you want to heal yourself, this, on this particular path of Ayurveda, that I could say from where I sit right now, that I'm pretty certain you'll have success. Yeah. Right now. I, Can I guarantee that? No, you know, because there's no guarantee what's going on in anybody's life and how they're they're doing it. But if you if you do things correctly and you work with somebody who understands you and is willing to listen to you and also believes in your healing, because now I'm going into quantum physics again, because if the person you're working with believes that you will get well, you will get well. Right? So, so reconditioning the mind, right? every time we leave the thought bubble, we come back into the mind, we're reprogramming the brain. So if we want to abandon Ayurveda Ayurveda for a second, and we want to go over to Western, we want to talk science. Okay, so what's happening when we meditate? We're focusing on one particular point. We've got ourselves into a particular brainwave state where we're, first of all, we're diaphragmatically breathing. That's activating a part of the nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system. That's rest and digest. Now we're telling the body there's no emergency. So we're signaling the body, no emergency. Everybody can calm down. All those fight or flight hormones can settle down. Dopamine can release. Okay. And then we're going to keep focusing on one point of focus. So say it's the breath. We breathe in. We pay attention to the inhale. We exhale. We pay attention to the exhale, breathe in. And so our mind wanders for a second and we catch it and we bring it back to the breath and it happens again. And we bring it back over and over. So what have we just done? We're creating a new neural pathway. This is neural neuroplasticity. This is what we're hearing about now in science. Neuroplasticity is when you can retrain the brain in a new pathway. It's like my sister called it inner size on your um your podcast. And I like to say, I say intracise, she says inner size, but I I love them both because this is internal exercise. So we lift weights to make our muscles stronger. Mm -hmm. We use our breath as our weight, our anchor to reprogram the mind. This is a mind exercise and this is part of somebody's daily practice in, in Ayurveda, you know, they meditate. And so, if you're having a moving meditation, like yoga, we breathe in, we hold the posture, the asana, we exhale, we release, and our mind is staying on each posture. And we stay with what's uncomfortable. So say you're in a posture that maybe not pain is a little uncomfortable and you want to leave, but you're staying with that, you're staying with your breath, you're training your mind to stay in one place. I love uh, Dr. Jack Cornfield uses the example of the puppy, right? He says, when you're training a puppy, the puppy has to go on the, the wee-wee pad, you know, stay, stay, and then he runs and you bring him back, no, stay, stay. You do it with kindness, right? And you don't beat the puppy, you do it with kindness. But we have to come at ourselves with the same compassion, the same love. And we tend to beat ourselves up in meditation. I've heard so many people say to me, oh, Debbie, I can't meditate my mind's too busy hello so there that's okay every time you're distracted and you recognize that you're distracted and you come back to the breath that's the exercise you're supposed to have a busy mind your mind's busy to keep you alive it's doing its thing so thank your mind for scanning you know, and just note, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the forward. I'm in the behind. You know, sometimes we think ahead. Sometimes we think in the past and come back to the moment with total love and compassion for ourselves. I even place a hand on my heart. Yeah. I just, I show myself compassion as much as possible. Yeah. The act of self-compassion is very much a part of Ayurveda. It's a part of the healing journey in Ayurveda. You could love yourself, come back to yourself with love. It really sense, yeah, it's a whole new sense, a whole new sense. We don't we don't we're not taught as children to 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 high-five ourselves.
0: No, no, we're not. We're not. And you know, it's funny, people people will say, I can't meditate because my mind is too active. I can't do yoga because I'm not flexible. I can't change my diet because I have low blood sugar. I right. And these these are the very reasons Mm -hmm. why you must. Mm To yeah. Try, uh, try right. to, in, uh, yeah. to establish a new way of life, one yeah. baby step at a time. Because Absolutely. these are big changes for people who yeah. have never. But if if you suffer from anxiety and panic, I'm pretty sure, because I I have had short bouts of it during you know times of 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 losses and and grief yeah. and things like that. Um, yeah. I, I get it and it's a terrible yeah. feeling. And so yeah. you might want to think about I'll do, I'll just do anything. I'll try. I'll try yes. meditation. I'll try yes. yoga. I'll yes. try and then, I mean you don't even have to if it's if it's too intimidating to go into a yoga studio, totally get it. There yeah. are other options today, thank goodness. You can even sure, yeah. things.
1: YouTube.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there's so many um, you know. Uh, there are so many opportunities besides, you know, that, that might be more comfortable for a person. Yeah, 100%. So let me, let me ask you this, Deb. If a person is now hearing the podcast and saying, okay, okay I, I want to try this. I I've mm-hmm. suffered from anxiety and panic way longer than I wanted to. I want to try self-love and compassion. I want to try changing my daily habits Mm -hmm. to see how it works. I'm just observing here. I'm not signing up for anything. I always say, be your own scientist. Don't take our word for it. Try it and then see how you feel. If you feel better, that's wonderful. And then you can, what would be a good suggestion for a person in your opinion what has, what daily habit that you changed would you say had the most profound impact on you? And we're just speaking. And I I realize everyone's different. If you could just share that.
1: That's a great question. Um, so, uh, there's kind of a combination of things. I definitely would say that my meditation, mindfulness meditation, Vipassana, um, that has been humongous because I believe that's what retrained my brain to stay. Yeah. learning diaphragmatic breathing, mm-hmm. pranayama practices, breathing has been humongous for me as well, huge, yeah. and the other part is i the changes that I've made is going to sound crazy. um the music I listen to, oh yeah, sure. So right now in the background of my house there's a, a musician. Her name is Diva Primal, yeah. and she sings uh, different mantras. Mm-hmm. Or you could play like spa music, soothing things that are soothing on your nervous system. So I was very much a headbanger. Yeah. I love heavy metal music. <laughs> I and I still do it to this day. I you know I I still love to listen to it, but it's it's excitable. It's excitable. So yeah. so the things that calm me down it it it's almost obvious right yeah. but we 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 don't pay attention to it so no. i would say you know put the soothing music on maybe diffuse some lavender mm-hmm. right try a warm oil massage but without a doubt do it every single day and get yourself on a routine routine is so incredibly important for a vata dosha person and so if you could set your your wake time and your sleep time, and maybe first thing in the morning, when you first wake up, practice that that's our kafa hour, right? When we first wake up. So we're a little bit and if you want to switch it to science, our brainwave is in that theta wave. So we're still it's a little easier. You know, we're not flooding in with the day yet. So we have an opportunity to have the stillness still present where we could really build that mindfulness muscle. And then as you go forward, go forward with kindness, right? So if if you, then you have to go to work. And so, you know, you got to get going, that's fine. But take the time to have your warm, nourishing breakfast. Don't eat on the go. See if you can be still when you eat and eat in a state of gratitude and appreciation. So the practice I had also suffered with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, as a result of having a very anxious mind. So um, my family has a practice of gratitude before we eat. We just acknowledge all of the hands that brought the food to us. We go all the way, we go down the line and it's very quick, but you see the, the hands who made the food, food, the the people at the supermarket, the truck drivers that shipped it there, um, the farmers who picked it, you know, it, we really try to just go back and show gratitude for all those people and appreciate them. And in a weird way, I believe that that energy is being sent to them and hopefully healing them.
0: Yeah. The ripple effect, right? What you, you send out good or bad is causing a ripple effect to the whole entire universe. So it's important to send out good, good, good vibes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes. That unified field of energy that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's everything is interconnected. Right. And when we tap into that, you know, that's another aspect I want to just mention. When we tap into that reality, that we can recognize another person as the same as us. Mm. You know, that Tik that Nhat always says, my darling, I suffer, my darling, you suffer, right? Yeah, exactly. We are all in the same place, trying our best. Yeah. It, it makes the world less scary when we can look at people like that. Because I, was, I had a phobia of being embarrassed of this happening to me. And when I started looking at myself with compassion i started recognizing the compassion in other people yes and so i could look, say i'm looking at this person in front of me recognizing that they suffer too and exactly. so you know in reality if if they were to fall down you would go help them if i were to fall down they would come help me most yes. of the time hopefully right, right. right? <laughs> so we start to we yeah. start to change the 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 field a little bit absolutely and i know i didn't give you the answer you were looking for so i'm um, no, I mean I would, the, the
0: meditation um yeah. and the breath work, you know, breath yeah. breathing. Ah, uh, I mean mm-hmm. uh, I have a friend um and um we've we've talked about checking in with our breath, put setting a timer right every 30 minutes. Have yeah. one
1: on my phone. My there phone as well.
0: And yeah. check in and take yeah, a nice deep breath because yeah. We are busy in our lives and our breath becomes very shallow and very quick. And that activates the sympathetic nervous system all by itself.
1: Totally, totally. 100%. So, so true. Such a great point. You know, you want to laugh. I had to go to physical therapy to learn how to breathe correctly. Oh yeah. I I was, I'd been breathing in, in the state of fight or flight in my chest for so long that I could not breathe into my lower lungs. I could not diaphragmatically breathe. My belly was not expanding. That is like, what the heck happened there? No wonder you're heightened, right? Sure. Sure. I'm breathing. I'm just the breath work and the upper part of the body is telling the body fight or flight. Oh my gosh. Autonomic nervous system in action, you know, get ready, prepare, right? Emergency, emergency. So how many years Does a person live like that? And all of a sudden, when you drop down into the body and you put your hand on your belly, put both feet on the floor because you want to feel the earth, right? Yeah. And then you start to breathe. And it's very difficult for people. Initially, they get, I I hear it all the time. My belly's not moving. Look at a baby and notice how their belly moves, right?
0: Yeah. We're born, we're born knowing how to breathe. Yeah, we,
1: we do it, it that's that, that's a whole nother topic I'd love to talk about at some point. Yeah, but it has to do with with the gunas. And so yeah. we could address that an, another time. But but if we really think about that baby, and we put our hands on our belly, and we close our eyes, and we go inward, and we start to expand, and we can even feel in our back, our lower, l- the lower lobe of the lungs start to open up. Yeah. And then the belly starts to move. Well, we feel better because now we're activating the PNS, the parasympathetic nervous system. And all of a sudden the shoulders release and the jaw softens and the tongue moves and the eyebrows soften. You don't need Botox. You just need to take some breaths, right? right? Exactly, exactly. yeah, Yeah, and expand, like expand through the eyebrows, relax the face, relax the chest, relax. And it just all settles. And all of a sudden... You know, you're leaving the, the the thought bubble and you're coming into the body, mm-hmm. coming back to the body where everything's okay.
0: So, so I think a lot of times, and I've I've like I said, I had have a, had a short spans of of anxiety and panic. I've experienced mm-hmm. that feeling, and I think a lot of times, and you just said, it's you know fear that you're afraid that you're going to have an anxiety attack, and so there's a sense of control or lack of control in anxiety and panic sufferers.
1: Yes, very much so. And
0: so when we talk about the breath, which we can access, that's our breath. And that's something we can access at any moment of any day or night. It is our gift from the divine and it controls the sympathetic, parasympathetic nervous nervous system response And that, so for all the anxiety and panic sufferers out there, you have the magic wand in your breath inside of you all the the time, time. Mm -hmm. but learning how to access it and Mm -hmm. properly utilize it to get to where you want to be, which is calm. And you actually are. You're actually out of control in the panic and anxiety state, and you're actually in control when you tap your breath in the proper way. So I guess we could both agree that breathing is a very important step. 100%, but also understand
1: it's very common for Vata anxiety sufferers to suffer um, hyperventilation. Oh, yes. So, so I like to use counting. Well, first of all, if you're hyperventilating, breathing into a bag first, right? Mm -hmm. So, so counting breaths work very well in this type of practice. This is also what the HeartMath Institute recommends. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a way of creating coherence. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I count a five second inhale. Mm -hmm. I hold for two seconds and I exhale six to eight seconds and everybody's different. So normally people that are starting, they're new to the practice, they, they do quick breaths. So you you could maybe do a three second inhale, one second, hold five second exhale, but you do want your exhale to be longer than your inhale. That's when everything slows down, right? Mm -hmm. So, so when we're hyperventilating, we're just, (laughs) you know, we're breathing everything. We want to start to go (sighs) and kind of release. And you'll notice when you release if you're hooked up to next time you're at the doctor's office and he has you hooked up to the the monitor with the little pulse thing on the finger. Exhale for a long time and watch your pulse drop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's a fun little way of yeah. proving to yourself if you need proof. Right. But but this is a very a great um a great breath practice to start with. Mm-hmm. So just counting, right? Yeah. Um and they're wonderful apps. Uh yeah. The phone has great apps where you could just follow like a circle that inhales, hold and exhales, you could just, it doesn't have to say pranayama, it could just say breathing app, you know, anything that that helps you get to a habit of a of, uh, daily practice. And I would recommend what you said, the mindfulness bell, that's a great app. Also, I set my mindfulness bell every day, several, several times a day, when it dings, I drop into my body. Yes. You know, come out of the thought bubble, drop into my body, become aware. What am I doing? And then I take it a step further and I send, I do a little meta meditation. Mm -hmm. I send love to myself and love to the world. Right. Beautiful. So, yeah, yeah, healing energy out to the world, especially during these times. Right. And these times have been so incredibly difficult for people. I'm hearing and I'm sure there are many, many social workers that are having this experience that people are having anxiety for the first time in their life, their, their nervous system is so activated, because we're receiving so many um, impressions of fear, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid, these large, bold letters, be scared. And so we're stopping, we're not remembering that we can trust certain things as truth, we're forgetting about that right? Right. And I'm not, I'm not on one side or another, I'm just on the side of what we can do as an individual. Exactly. We can nurture ourselves. We can take care of ourselves. We have the ability, in our own home, to create a, a full natural healing environment. Yep, sure and it, it's so much more simple than people realize. You know, because our society is conditioned to think that we have to go to a particular office and get particular medicine, and that's that's. That's what's going to cure us. But no, that's treatment. That's not what's going to cure us. And there's a difference between being healed and being treated. Yes, we can heal ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And we have in nature the ability to do that we have access to nature it's all around us we have we today i don't know if this podcast is going when it when it's going to to air but today it's sun- sunny out right yeah. so we want to take advan- advantage of that we want to get out into the sun we want to let the elements nourish us right getting outside every day for a few minutes is vital to your health yeah. right yeah. and so feeling the sun, gazing at the beautiful changing tree colors. We still have a little bit left. And what the impressions... sun is
0: doing scientifically to our, the, you know, the conversion of vitamin D inside of us. Yeah. Know, we, I think we, we lack, we, we forget to trust ourselves and we forget to trust <laughs> forget the universe. For tr- we forget to trust nature. We do. We Everybody's saying we hand our power over, Yeah, we yeah. hand our power over yeah. to things instead of <sighs> keeping it and nurturing it with all right. these things that you are naming, um, 100%. yeah, let's start to maybe t- tune in and, and listen to yourself and listen. Okay. I start to feel, you know, anxiety kind of rising inside of me. I'm going to go to my breath, which I know is always accessible. And yes. I'm going to just do that for today. Right. Right. And, and you nailed it. You, you nailed it when
1: you said "tune into yourself." You nailed it. That's exactly what it is. We're running from ourselves all the time. All the time. But all when we time. remember the expression, "what we resist persists," yes. So we have to name it. We name it, and then all of a sudden, we can change it. So I, I just I didn't mean to interrupt mm-hmm. you. I apologize. That, that's no. That's uh. a
0: great. That's a great um, thought to to share. So. Wrapping this up, Deb, and we are going to do another podcast. We've already decided that because we have so much Love to it. talk about. And yeah. maybe the next one, it might be on the topic of um, depression. So we would talk about a different uh, doshic imbalance with, mm-hmm. when it comes to yeah. that today was Vata anxiety and being up, up in the air and returning back to earth. Right. Um, but we, we're going to get together and do another one. And yes. so I want people, everyone who listened and where they can, your, all of your offerings, where they can find you. And um, so w- could you share with that?
1: Oh, thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. So so my website is kind of up in the air at the moment. So I think the easiest place is to find me. Uh, it would be on Facebook, Pure Symmetry Wellness Health Coaching. Pure Cemetery Wellness Health Coach. I will put this um, in
0: the show at the bottom. Sure, yeah, that'd be well. great. Yeah,
1: I switched, I switched websites mm-hmm. and um, it's in the process. And so it has this extremely long, you know, blah, blah, blah. but my website link is um, in Pure Cemetery Wellness. But also my name is Debbie Hauser. So, um, but I, you know, people that know the Mindfulness Center of Chester and Happy Buddha Yoga, um, in Goshen. That's my sister's beautiful yoga studio that I'm there um, quite often. Yeah. The magical land. Yes. That's where where the magic happens right there. Very healing place. And I have to tell you, I'm going there today and I'm extremely excited to get on my mat and just kind of be present for a little while because, you know, even any changes in, in the day can create, you know, activity in the mind. So continuing to stay with it. So that's where I can be found. Um, yeah. And I, I want to say that I appreciate this so much because the message that you're sharing today um, is such an important message. We, people are so ashamed of their their feelings and their health. And we have separated the body of, and the brain and the mind. And we're all one connected, you know, interactive unit. And we have to regard our mental health as just our health. Absolutely. So thank you so much for bringing this to the public and for hopefully reaching people that just really need to hear that it's okay that you feel this way. Yeah. And there is help.
0: Yes. They're there always, you're never alone. And, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing your knowledge, wisdom your experiences, your own personal experiences on this very important and oftentimes sensitive subject. Yeah. It, is, it is my wish that the imbalances in the mind become as accepted, compassionately understood as the imbalances of the physical body. And I think we owe it to ourselves and each other uh, that our human experience is both a physical and emotional one. And it's truly a disservice to separate the two And equally in closing, I would like to say, compassion is always the answer in every situation. A life lived from a place of compassion can never be wrong. And I thank you again. And I thank all of the listeners um, for joining us today. And until next time, be well, be compassionate with yourselves and each other. And namaste to everyone. The light in me honors the light in all of you. Deb, thank you.
1: Thank you. And Namaste.
0: Namaste. Be well.
1: Be well. Thank you.